Just one sec, guys. Here's the espresso I made for you. Wow, Lee, so excited to try out your espresso. Who's that? What's up? What are you guys doing? I was just making a nice espresso. Would you like... No, Lee. You'll all have to try Death Wish coffee. Kurt, isn't that the world's strongest coffee? Fuck yes, it is. Oh, man. It tastes great. Just explosion of flavor in my mouth. When I try Death Wish coffee, it feels like Jesus Christ himself washing down my throat. But, Kurt, this is a lot of coffee. You must have spent a ton of money on it. And not just American dollars, but Canadian money. Fuck, no, I didn't. I used coupon code 3 Greeners and I got 10% off. You can too! <sighs> In a world of lame, nerdy podcasts, one, no three, and maybe sometimes more nerds, will rise to the challenge. We hold these studios accountable. We celebrate the amazing feats of cinema. We sometimes rage out. We are the Three Angry Nerds Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Three Angry Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, is Katie. How's it going, Katie? Good. It's very dark out, but apparently there's like an eclipsed moon or something happening, like right now. Oh. Uh, but I assume I won't be seeing anything because it's cloudy. But other than that... <laughs> so the usual case with Vancouver, it's like, oh, look at this really cool event happening. It's like, oh, I can't. There's clouds. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. So I I'll, guess. I'll just this, I guess. No big deal. I guess I'll just live in darkness. Perpetual darkness all day long, you know. Um, yeah. Uh, I, Friday the 13th was yesterday, and I feel like it was just a bad day, because there was a lot of people I heard, like, twisted ankles and fell and all this, and I dropped this like 50 pound bowl that I have and it like fell right on my big toe and now my oh, big toe no. is like black and blue it's not really oh bad. god yeah so like you know what I think it's just Friday the 13th was just a bad bad day for everybody I Do tried you... not to move around because of that yeah. I like I think next Friday <laughs> the 13th I'm just gonna lay on the couch and have everything brought to me safely you know, no issues. Um, but yeah, uh, this is, well, I was going to say this is the last th the time we talk about the Biff stuff, but Adam still got his boy in the hair and review. Might have to bump that to next week, but, um, okay. Uh, let's just get into, uh, the news cause there is a, uh, good amount of it. Uh, apparently Deadpool 3 is going to be, or said to be a top priority for Marvel Studios as they aim to meet their planned May 2024 release date. Now that the writers are back, they can get some work done. Obviously still the actors are striking, but yeah, they're, they're trying to meet, make, meet that, uh, May 2024 release date. Because um, if not, it's going to be a pretty long wait between Marvel movies. I mean, the next one is the Marvels. And then I think after that, it's like a bit of a wait until Deadpool 3. So, yeah. yeah. What do you think, Katie? Do you think they're, gonna, they're still going to come out in May 2024? 
they've been talking about this movie for so long. I don't, I don't have thoughts about it anymore. You just need to see it. It just needs to exist. Yeah, it just needs to exist. Yeah. Um. Okay. Speaking of Deadpool three, by the way, Deadpool three. <laughs> uh, the unexpected return of a villain from the two thousands X Men movie, Toad, played by Ray Park. Uh, notoriously, there's a line in the first X Men movie where. Uh, Storm, played by Halle Berry, says, "What happens to a toad when it's struck like light, struck by lightning?" And then he's like, "What?" And it's just like same thing that happens to everything else that gets struck by lightning. It gets killed. <laughs> just shocks him with lightning. It's great. Um, but yeah, very obscure uh, character to bring back. But I mean, they're bringing back so many people. Apparently, Ben Affleck's back as Daredevil. Jennifer Garner as Elektra. Like, they're just bringing back everybody that ever appeared in one of those Fox X-Men movies. Uh, so, yeah. It's... Bring back Toad. Ray Park's still alive. Maybe they can actually make him look more like a Toad this time. Maybe. We got newer CGI. We can make it happen. Um... And then uh, Daredevil, Born Again, the uh, Disney Plus Netflix, or I was going to say Netflix series, but continuation of the Netflix series, uh, is getting a full creative reboot and new writers. They dumped everybody they had, and they're starting from scratch. Um, obviously, everyone's a little concerned about this because they were working on it, and now they're just dropping all their writers and starting from scratch. But I think this is probably a good thing. Uh, from what I've heard, this script is kind of all over the place. Uh, it tries a little too hard to like bring in all these different street-level characters and doesn't really focus too much on Daredevil. So, I don't know. I think I think just focusing on Daredevil and like keeping the focus on Daredevil and him and uh, Fisk's story is, is ideal. And, I mean, if they want to, like, have a few references to characters or, like, a small cameo from, like, Punisher or something, sure. But it sounds like it was, like, a little too, oh, here's all these other characters in this Daredevil show. Which I think some people would get a little bit upset by. So. Yeah. I don't know. Katie, are you excited at all for this Daredevil show? I haven't watched Daredevil. Um, alright then. Uh, Aquaman 2 drama. Uh, there's a lot of news this week about Aquaman 2. Poor test screenings. Um, apparently it's scoring low and, uh, they made some changes. They went back and it still scored the exact same. So no real changes. I gotta just say, if you're like working on a movie and you like, get low scores you're like all right let's hustle let's make this better and you come back and you just don't get low scores that's gotta suck people are like no you change things and we still don't like your movie um uh amber heard was almost fired um due to jason momoa trying to get her off the movie uh but apparently she got saved by a very bizarre person elon musk who i guess was her boyfriend at time oh god apparently he emailed warner brothers and said that he would basically like destroy warner brothers 
if they fired her from Aquaman too. <laughs> it's just insane. That's crazy. Yeah. Um. Apparently, uh, so how all this happened was is when the Aquaman two trailer dropped, a bunch of these like internet fan boys of Johnny Depp or whatever decided to band together and pay because apparently you can pay a fee to like see court documents regarding like somebody's mental health like basically transcripts of their um their discussions with their uh, therapist so these people paid money to hear Amber Heard talk to her therapist and that's how they they got all this uh apparently uh Johnny or um uh, what's his name? Uh, Jason Momoa came to the set dressed like Johnny Depp to piss off Amber Heard and like, yeah. Apparently, the director James Wan's just like, just completely done. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> which to be fair, I don't blame him. Like, you go out to the set of your movie, you've got like so much drama, and you're like, I just want to make a fucking movie. Can we just do that, please? <laughs> um. It just sounds like a real complete gong show, and it's unfortunate for a lot of the people involved. So, yeah, um, yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. And then none of this is helping Aquaman too, which at this point now, like, I think by the time it comes out, most people are just not going to care because it doesn't really tie into the new DC universe. Um, Apparently, the report was also saying, too, that, like, Jason Momoa is already going to be out as Aquaman, but he's going to play a new role in James Gunn's DCU. He's going to play uh, Lobo. It's kind of like a... Looks just like Jason Momoa, to be honest. Like, look at it, look at the two, you're like, oh, yeah, they're, they're the exact same person. So, um, so yeah. Aquaman 2, probably going to be a dumpster fire. Can't wait to see how it goes. Uh, speaking of dumpster fires, The Exorcist uh, Believer is getting its sequel, The Exorcist Deceiver, uh, and its sequel are still on track, despite Believer not doing very well at the box office, getting many bad reviews. Uh, but David Gordon Green, who directed uh, Believer, will not be coming back, which is probably for the best, considering he did Halloween Kills, Halloween Ends, both of which were very controversial. I like Kills, even though Kills has its issues uh but ends i think for most people was just a complete dumpster fire and then believer was also just not a great movie so yeah david gordon green out from this new um exorcist trilogy which i don't know he said was always the plan but i don't believe him he's like oh i was always planning to just do one movie movie i'm like no you probably were gonna do all three but you also just didn't do a good job so, anyways, that's it for the news. Not a heck of a lot with uh, everything still on strike, but it is what it is. Okay, let's take a quick break, and then we're going to come back and review some stuff. Hey, Spark, have you listened to the newest album by Smash Mouth? No, I haven't gotten my copy yet. Oh, man, it's the bomb. Oh, I heard they were going to use this for that new movie with Mike Myers, Shrek. 
It's okay. I mean, it's no walking on the sun, though. Ah, a ghost! I'm the ghost of What streaming? You can magically play any song you want. It's pretty cool. In fact, Amazon Music offers a three-month trial for new users to check out its vast selection. Amazon? Like the website that sells books? Yes! In fact, take a look! What's this? It looks like a remote control, but from the future. It's a device that you can stream on. In fact, why don't you go to http colon forward slash forward slash get amazon forward slash so you can try the service for free for one month. If you don't like it, you cannot subscribe at any time. Wow, there's a lot here. Yeah, there is. What's dubstep? Alright, we're back. This is gonna be a pretty short episode, which is fine. Uh I like broke my toe yesterday on Friday the thirteenth, so <laughs> Katie, you're you you're also like not feeling the greatest either, right? So yeah, I'm like sniffling. It's not great. Not Sniff great. Sniffling is not good. No. Um, probably the biggest new release right now is Goosebumps. Uh, coming to Disney Plus. This is a anthology series that kind of ties into um the like it. How it works is basically. Each individual episode has its own unique story, but you do find that eventually they all kind of tie in together. So there's a little bit of a um, uh, little bit of um, I don't know. I guess in a way you're sort of like okay, these each individual episodes they all kind of do their own thing, but they don't. Cause they all kind of tie in together, and it all worked very well. So. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, Goosebumps is mostly pretty cool. I did like the aforementioned kind of anthology format. I did kind of get drawn into like, oh, cool. Like, this story now ties into this one and vice versa. Like, it was kind of a cool reveal how they all did that. That was good. Uh, the performances were actually surprisingly very solid. Um, Justin Long is in this and like a few other actors also oddly enough this was filmed in the vancouver area so there was plenty of times so i was like that's the, the tawasin ferry terminal or something so i don't know uh shout out to the other unsung um person here which is uh that um the, the only thing is is like if you are like me you grew up with goosebumps in the 90s this is very sanitized and very Disney-fied. It's not very scary. Um, even when I compare it to, like, other similar, like, I guess, 
teen, young adult kind of horror stuff that we've seen. I think, like, probably some of the better ones that I've seen in recent memory were, like, the Fear Street movies that came to Netflix. Like, this is just very sanitized. There's not a whole lot in this that's actually going to scare you. And I think that just comes down to Disney. Like, Disney owns this property now. They are not very horror kind of focused. Um, I don't know. I was kind of hoping maybe we would see a little bit more horror kind of edge to it, but... I wasn't expecting much. I mean, it's still probably going to be young adult, but, like, even comparing this to, like, the original Goosebumps show uh, that came out in the 90s, like, this is very sanitized, very, I don't know, toothless in a lot of ways. Um, uh, but speaking of teeth, it's a little bit long in the tooth at the same time, too. Uh, it did feel like there was way too many episodes. This honestly could have been, like, a little more contained and a little more um, reduced down. Uh, just felt like there was way too many episodes and it just kind of felt like some of the uh, plots and whatnot were redundant uh, or kind of ran on a little too long. So, I don't know. It's still entertaining enough, but I, I, I don't know. I think some people might have some issues that hold it back. I know I did. Uh, I'm going to give this a 7 out of 10. It's, it's okay. It's, it's, well, it's a little bit better than okay, but, you know, it's... You might have, you might find watching it that you yearn for the old goosebumps of yore, as they say. Um, okay. And then Adam was going to talk about the fall of the House of Usher. Um, I guess I can because I've seen it and it's out now. So just a reminder that uh, I did enjoy it quite a bit. Um, I'll give it like a 9, I gave it a 9 out of 10 when I think I first watched it, and I still stand by that. I think it's very good. Uh, it's a very spooky show to watch during the spooky season, so check that one out if you haven't already. Okay. Uh, and then finally, well not finally, because we still got a few, but like, Kate, Katie, you've been, you've seen a few, you saw a few movies like in the last couple of days of uh, 5th. Uh, Priscilla, how was that? I know a lot of people were looking forward to Priscilla. Um, and I think it lived up to the expectations. Um, basically, Priscilla tells the story of, well, Priscilla's relationship with Elvis. Um, and it very much didn't gloss over the fact that she was very young and he was a grown ass man. Um, and I really liked the fact that throughout all the scenes, she gradually showed Priscilla's transformation in style and how he like influenced the way she dressed and everything to make her look more mature and grown. Um, I think that was a really nice touch. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I watched the Elvis movie, the Baz Luhrmann one with um, Austin Butler, and that was that was fine. Um, but I think this one, I felt better like 
after watching it than I did the previous one. Mm. Um, I really enjoyed the storytelling and the the way that it was told was not very... I, I mean, I think it's because also Priscilla was the executive producer um, nice. in this film, I think. Um, so I think that added a lot more details and a lot more care into the storytelling. Um, although it might be masked still with, I'm like, when I was watching it, I couldn't help but be like, I understand how she could have fallen into this. Um, he is a powerful figure and she idolizes him. And when someone that you idolize pays such close attention to you or seems to have some sort of affection for you, you will do anything to try to keep that affection. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that was largely di- that the dynamic between Elvis and Priscilla um, mm. because he was not always very kind to her. Um, so I think, yeah, I, I enjoyed the movie. I think anyone who is was um excited for it should see it it i don't think it would let you down um i would give it like an eight out of ten nice. moving on okay <laughs> um my next one is all ears all ears is produced by a chinese film producer um and at the start of the screening, it they filmed a video telling the audience to follow closely to the subtitles because it's very dialogue heavy. Um, and she didn't lie. The whole film, the whole storytelling is based on words and storytelling and like talking to the characters and everything. Um, but I think it was interesting. I think I was put in a different perspective because I could understand what they're saying without the subtitles anyway. Uh, um, yeah, so that was that was interesting because most people here, when they watch it, they have to rely on subtitles. But I, I, I listened to what they were saying and then I looked at the subtitles. So I think that was another interesting part about watching the film for me. Um, this film is very cleanly shot. All the all the scenes are very clean and it's simplistic and it's dull because well, you it's it's not a fun job to be writing eulogies for people. Um but I think it provides another perspective on how people see you um and how people are affected by those who leave earlier um and how that their life is packaged into this eulogy that's i guess seen as a final goodbye to them or a final celebration for them um 
it's it's quite a slow movie, so you kind of have to sit with everything for a little bit before it moves on. <laughs> um, mm. So, yeah, there there isn't like a lot of there isn't like a climax or whatever, but there are certain quotes that did stand out to me, um, and I think that I guess it could give you a new perspective on how you're living and everything as well um overall good movie kind of slow but understandable given the content of the movie um it's a 7.5 for me for this one nice cool and then i think your last one is how to have sex Yes, that was the final film I saw in the entire VIF duration. Um, I don't know if I would say it's the perfect closing to VIF for me. Um, I think mm, How to Have Sex is about a girl's trip that kind of for the protagonist her boundaries got stepped on she had she was violated but i think it focused so much on the partying aspect of it mm. that it kind of got lost in a lot of the flashy lights and loud music mm -hmm. um but i also in a way it kind of shows you the pressure of a friendship dynamic where if both your friends say you're in a three-person trip and both of your friends want to party you're not going to be like oh i'm going to stay back you're going to go with them and i think the pressure of that could lead to very dangerous consequences especially if you are one not used to the scene and two not comfortable with what's going on um but i I liked the acting. It it was very convincing and I also I think the ending part of it was what made the entire movie and the like it wrapped it up really nicely for me. Um when the protagonist tried to dismiss what happened to her and her friend reassured her that it is not okay. I think that that part was the highlight for me and I I I think that provided like a soothe to everything that happened before. Although it shouldn't be comfortable at all. The subject is something that you have to sit with and like deal with. It's it's not something to gloss over. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's a good movie, but I personally if you ask me if I would watch it again, I probably I probably would say I won't. Okay. But yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a solid movie. I'd give it like a like a like a 7. I'm sitting between a 6.5 and a 7, but I'll give it a 7. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um yeah. Adam was going to talk about the boy in the heron, but <clears throat> he's not here. So uh but it's great. I gave it a 9 out of 10. I mean, 
I don't think the movie's out until uh, in wide release until December, but I mean, gives you plenty. Of time I'm so bummed I couldn't see it. I'm bummed. And we actually Ugh. found out there was a way you actually might have been able to see the movie. Which is why I'm more bummed. <laughs> like that, that could have been made clear to me, and I would have been sh- like showing up. Think of it this way too: Adam didn't even show up for the recording. You, you were here. You could have gone and seen it and reviewed it instead. But anyways. Yes, it, it's yeah. very good. I think it's definitely one of the better modern uh, Studio Ghibli movies. I think it's definitely in the top five or ten for me, at least. Wow. Yeah, like it's very good. My only issue with it was, yeah, they they rushed the ending. They, and also the title is incredibly stupid. Like, whoever <laughs> was the white dumb idiot who was like, it's going to be called The Boy and the Heron. Like, no. I think it's... <laughs> It's actual, like, Japanese title is, like, way better. Uh, I'm seeing what it is. It's like, uh, or How Do You Live? Yeah, that's it. It's like, it's a much better title than The Boy and the Heron. But, you know, white dumb audiences need to see that there's a poster with a guy in, in a heron costume. And you say, The Boy and the Heron. So The Boy and the Heron. Yeah, gotta make it simple. Anyways. Uh, cool. Well, that's it. Um, yeah, just go watch the Love Is Blind reunion tomorrow because that's gonna be a shit show. That's <laughs> there's no way that's gonna end well. I I was on Twitter yesterday looking at all the people's reactions to Love Is Blind, and overall, people hate Izzy, which is crazy because because I I hated Stacy in the okay l- l- before we end this episode let's just have a little talk on Love is Blind cuz yeah I guess it's true like we haven't talked about the wedding episodes and they're out now right so we can talk <laughs> I, Yeah I I fucking hated Stacy cuz she was all like ready to go with it she's like I love you but I'm not ready and I'm like fuck you what are you doing The overall consensus on twitter are like izzy trash izzy has a bad credit no credit card has debt unstable living situation they're just dragging him um and they're appalled that lydia and who who was it milton milton got married oh whatever get divorced in a year i my hot theory for the reunion is that they've already gotten divorced. Like, they didn't oh. make... They didn't oh, make, no. Oh, no? They're still together? For, oh, I don't know. Okay. I just... I don't know. I have a feeling, like, Nintendo at some point just <laughs> like, I'm done with this shit. I'm out. Um, yeah. I don't know. Maybe not. But it just... I don't know. There's something about them that just seems like they wouldn't last very long. So, we'll see. Um... I think it's the power dynamic, but... I think... Yeah, like, she's very volatile, and he's very, like, whatever. Like, you can tell. Like, there's so many times in the show, he's just like, so much shit's happening, typical love is blind, and he just... He does not care. Yeah, he's just tuned out. He probably smoked a J. He's probably just chilling. He's like, I don't know. Milton's, like, the, the complete antithesis of what this show really is about, which is, like, they want to be, like, feed off the drama and Milton's just like eh. I don't need to <laughs> um yeah um 
I'm just excited for everyone to rip into Joni because I've seen everyone be very pro Joni, and I just feel like Joni is awful personally. But that's the thing about watching these shows; like we watch them in advance, we have no idea how anyone's going to react. I always find it super interesting because I've already formed my opinions, and then the show <laughs> comes out and everyone's like, "Oh, Joni's." the victim here and i'm like no she's not jody's like a fucking cold hard bitch like no no but that's how it goes have you been surprised by anybody's like reactions to things like because again we watch it before form our opinions like has any, any like reaction to any of anybody in particular surprised you um no i don't think so i think people were mostly talking about izzy and lydia and milton fair enough because they're the most messy in this season um yeah but i haven't seen anyone talk about like johnny and stuff no i like i follow most of them on instagram because that's honestly the best way to get the tea but (laughs) like i saw like uche was saying like apparently him and uh alia dated a little bit after the show it's crazy oh they did yeah that's who knows if they're still together though they, he didn't specify so now I'm like hmm I'm interested to see if they actually are still together so anyways um, yeah did not expect that we'd be talking about this but to be fair it is probably the biggest thing out <laughs> aside from the goosebumps and even then I would probably say don't watch goosebumps watch love is blind instead it's I've actually gotten more people to watch love is blind like especially I get emails and people are like, like, I, I, we can characterize most viewers or listeners of this podcast as like, yeah, white males, like, you know, type, they'll be watching Ahsoka or Mandalorian and like, they'll be like, yeah, I started watching this Love is Blind show. It's actually really entertaining. I'm like, yeah, it is. Wow. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm really excited for the, uh, reunion i have plans to order a pizza have some wine and just watch all the shit unfold which will be entertaining so is it live this year or no no they made a joke this year when they put out the teaser where they had like a a board that said live reunion and then a guy comes out and just crosses out the word live because i think they just realized that was just not a good idea It's, it's just too many moving parts and honestly too many people were expecting it like i think they like said like it was the most amount of traffic Netflix has had congruently on their like website ever. So it was like, wow. Yeah. Like there was a lot of people tuning in for that. And I mean, honestly, I think what they should have done if they were going to do this live format, and I feel like it's a little too late for this. They should have started it with season one and just kept that going. And like, you would have ironed out your issues with season one and then you could just be like a well-oiled machine. But at this point now, like, Love is Blind is, like, massive. It's huge. It's got so many viewers that, like, if you try to do it now and you mess up, it's, like, yeah, it's, everyone's going to watch it trip and fall. <laughs> like, no. Yeah. You're, you're in 4K. Everyone's seeing you mess up. Yeah. Because I remember, like, when that live one happened last year, I was, like, was it last year? No, it was this year. Um, Yeah, like, same thing. I had ordered some food. I had some wine. I was ready to just unwind and watch, and then it just never happened. I was like, oh, well, I guess I'll <laughs> eat this in silence, I guess. <laughs> so, 
I guess I'll just not enjoy eating this with something on the background. But anyways, so. Okay. Uh, d- d- I don't know if we want to talk about Move Cubs. Did you w- watch Halloween at all? Unfortunately not. No, I, I didn't think either. To be fair, I've seen it before. I just threw it in there. I'm like, well, if we need to talk about more things. But we talked about Love is Blind, so we're good. Um. Okay. Well, yeah. Uh, until next time. I think you and I are back next week because, actually, you're seeing Dicks the Musical this week. I am. And my schedule cleared up, so I'll be seeing it as well. So, bonus. Nice. Katie and I at a screening, causing mischief. What else is new? <laughs> so. Uh, cool. Well, until next time, everybody. Bye for now.